Welcome to Mission Revive, a podcast dedicated to hope and healing through God's transforming love. We're your hosts, anchored in truth and armed with faith, are changing the world and reviving hearts with Jesus, one conversation at a time. Hi, I'm Bob Newberry, and I want to welcome you to uh, our Revive podcast. Uh, I'm on the uh, founding board of directors of Revive Hope and Healing Ministries, and tremendously excited to meet with and, and question and learn from our guest today. And I'm, I'm joined by my colleague, Dan Costa. Yes, I'm the founding director of Revive Hope and Healing. And um, I'm delighted to be able to introduce our next guest, Bob, because I've known her for many, many, for several years. Okay. She's involved in one of our um, ministries to revive the Sacred Heart Enthronement Ministry, but she also has her own ministry that she is <coughs> going to talk about today. Her name is Carol Pushaver, and she's going to be talking about the St. Michael Ministry, which is a, another <coughs> ministry of revive. Sure. So I'm going to introduce Carol. She, um, a little background on Carol. She, she earned her master's degree in English at Kent State University in Ohio. And she lives right here with us in our diocese of Syracuse in upstate New York. She's a lifelong scholar with an irrepressible curiosity. She's an amateur historian specializing in medieval and Renaissance Europe and world traveler. So you see, we're going to learn a lot. And uh, she's a very intrepid traveler. She just got back from Egypt. And uh, she has a very deep devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and St. Michael the Archangel. So Carol, would you like to join us? Hello, how are you? Hi. There she is. I'm, there she is. I'm good. I'm delighted to be here. Welcome, Carol. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Who gets the first question? Do I? Can I toss the first one out there? Sure, Bob. You, yeah. You, yeah. Get us started. Carol, I I, uh, I mentioned to you on another occasion that uh, I attended the first meeting when the revive was uh, simply an idea, and you were there, and and you introduced yourself as uh, being involved with the Saint Michael Ministry, and and you did so passionately. And I'm thinking to myself. St. Michael, St. Michael. So um, who is St. Michael? Well, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember from two years ago. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. In Judeo-Christian tradition, uh, specifically in the book of Tobit, we learn that St. Michael is one of seven special angels who stand in the presence of God. So that, that's pretty important. He is considered the first among all the angel hosts of heaven and the prince of the heavenly host. And perhaps the best way I can answer that is, is found in his name. And this is from the Hebrew, Michael, which means who is like to God. It sounds like a question. Um, but the more I think about it, I think it's, it can also be an exclamation point. And uh, to understand it in the context, just bristling with indignation. Because what we find, first of all, in the book of Isaiah, 
and scholars have attributed this also to uh, Satan, is I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. And in the book of Revelation, of course, we read war broke out in heaven. Scholars point to the cause of this rebellion as Lucifer turned Satan, claiming equality with God. And so St. Michael responded by leading the charge, leading the heavenly host, uh, and by the power of hell, casting these rebel spirits into hell. Um, Mikael, he's the defender of the absolute sovereignty of the triune God. I hope that helps a little bit. Well, it really does. It gives us a picture of, of um, the battle that went on in heaven, right? That in some ways is still going on today between, oh, yeah. the, between those who would want to be like God or better than God and rejecting God. So those are the people in the, the, the angels that are now in hell in which That's we right. now call demons, right? Yes. And Lucifer being the head one. And then we have the kind of like the head angel, right? Which would be St. Michael. Is that, right. is, am I right? That's right. Right. So he's leading the charge and he truly is like unto God is, is in, in, in his humility. How, how is that? How is that translated? Would you say? Um, who is like to God? And I think uh, he would be the first one to say no one. No one okay. is equal to God. Mm -hmm. And he takes it to the front line to, to drive that home. Yeah. Yeah. Puts everybody in their place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and defends us in the battle. You know, what's amazing is, first of all, war in heaven, which is the seat of paradise. Yeah. And, and uh, this is the first manifestation of evil. Consider that, how horrific that must have been and how just from spine-tingling scandalous. And St. Michael had the wherewithal by the power of God to, resound, to, to respond and to lead the charge. And uh, we say the prayer cast into hell, Satan and all the evil spirits. That's the first time hell was ever visualized. Can you imagine how terrifying that must have been? But Michael was undaunted. Like I said, how long do we have? Well, uh, I've, got to, I've got to watch myself here as I, I've got to uh, uh, be an interviewer, but I, uh, I find myself just wanting to, to listen. Um, I'm, I'm reminded um, we have three adult children. Our oldest daughter, uh, uh, lives out in New Hampshire, and and some time ago she shared with us that uh, as uh, COVID impacted, began impacting us, uh, and uh, her church, her parish stopped meeting uh, publicly, but then reopened. That a new element of uh, their service uh, uh, was introduced, which was to close every mass with. Absolutely. with the same Michael prayer. Absolutely. And, uh, um, she, you know, the, that's, there was new information for her and, and her family, which led to uh, 
me sharing with her your book, your recently published book, which which they and I found tremendously um, informative and, and helpful. Um, how, uh, Carol, uh, uh, so a, a question that I would pose to you is personally, how has St. Michael be, uh, impacted your life? Um, why is St. Michael so important to you personally? Wow. Um, this this kind of is, is multifaceted. There was a time not that long ago, it seems, when I did not know that much about him. Besides, like, I knew he was the patron of law enforcement and the military. Um, usually you would see him dressed like a Roman soldier, sort of like the centurion that, that encountered Jesus uh, and asked for healing. And we did used to say that prayer, Bob, at the end of Mass, until it was more or less suppressed uh, after the Second Vatican Council. Uh, but it is, it is coming back little by little, thank God. Um, like I said, I didn't know that much about him. But in the wake of being having to retire from work uh, due to bipolar disorder and just feeling so lost, I, I prayed like I'd never prayed before and gradually came to have an awareness of guardian angels. And this was so, such a sweet consolation. I mean, I could be anywhere, you know, at church, choir rehearsal in the checkout line. And I'm aware that for every person there, there's a guardian angel. And, mm -hmm. and how there's guardian angels with us right now on this podcast. How very blessed we are. Um, so this led naturally to, uh, it morphed naturally to a curiosity about St. Michael. And I was curious, there's that curiosity, and I wanted to learn more, and it did not take long at all for me to come across uh, the, the vision and mystical experience of Pope Leo XIII in 1884. Accounts more or less vary, but it's established that he had a vision uh, that just it, it made him blanch white. Mm. And reportedly what this was, was a vision of the horrors of the attacks of evil, especially against the church. And that in the midst of this horror, St. Michael appeared and vanquished Satan. And that just really impressed me. I'm thinking, okay, here we are a hundred some odd years later. And with a look at the world today, we are living that vision with all its, its terror. I mean, the world is just kind of spinning. That made such an impact to me that I resolved to increase awareness of St. Michael and promote devotion to him. And one of the ways that occurred to me to do that was to write a book. So what, what tell us a little bit about the book. It's, it's packed with, with information, but the structure of it, there, what's, what's involved? What will people learn from reading the book? Well, the title of it is 
the war be waged upon me, uh, is Saint, a, a Saint Michael treasury of prayer and reflection. Um, this is part background and history, some of which I just alluded to, part prayer treasury, and also part how-to guide, like how to honor Saint Michael and try to live a more authentic Christ-centered life. Um, it evolved uh, sort of like as, as wanting to be a source of hope. Because as bad as things are, and we remember here the words of St. Paul, where sin abounded, grace increased all the more. And, and in point of fact, we have a tremendous, tremendous basis for hope. First of all, through the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, which has sealed Satan's fate, but also in the day-to-day -day struggle against evil. We have this mighty champion who fights with the power of God and necessarily is invincible. Does that make sense? It really does. And people need that. People need to have that kind of hope and, and know there's that kind of power. You know, um, we can't forget that. We need to be able to trust in that, right? Yeah, that's right. I'm so glad that you're teaching people. And there's so much to know about St. Michael. Yeah. It's not just that one prayer. No, 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 hardly. I have to say some of the feedback I've gotten about the book as relates to the prayer treasury, uh, focuses on the St. Michael chaplet. Many, many people were not aware there is such a chaplet and they were delighted uh, to find this. And it, 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 this was revealed by the Archangel himself to a religious Carmelite in the year 1751. And what it does is presents a marvelous divine catechesis on the angels, but it's also reflecting back uh, to St. Michael and giving tremendous insight to who he is, a very, very important servant of God. Um, of course, as he revealed the chaplet, he made some extraordinary promises, deliverance from purgatory, uh, for one thing. The people that will recite this chaplet faithfully again they and their relatives will be delivered from purgatory and there are uh, well yeah uh, another one they will be accompanied to holy communion by an angel of each of the nine choirs of angels and again that's that's just like spine tingling yeah yeah carol do you have a favorite saint michael story or uh uh, apparition? I do. But you know what? Let me backtrack just a little bit. I would be remiss if I did not mention the most important one and important probably in quotes. But this goes back to the year 490 uh, in Italy when, as the story goes, a nobleman's prize bull ran into a cave inexplicably and the nobleman was able to spy him kneeling in the cave. And for reasons I'm not quite sure, he shot an arrow at the bull. 
whereupon the arrow came flying back at him, which doesn't usually happen. Um, so by and by, the bishop of, the, of that area uh, concluded that St. Michael was communicating something, and in point of fact, he did appear and he said, this, this cave is consecrated to me. Uh, all who enter here will find remedy for their sins. Um, this became the basis, by the way, for the, for the Feast of St. Michael in the Universal Church of May 8th, that apparition. Okay. Oh, wow. Now my, my favorite one, my favorite one, um, has to do with the apparitions surrounding the um, Mont Saint-Michel off the Normandy coast of France. This happened around the year 700. And it, it, it is just so captivating and charming to me for its psychological realism. St. Michael appeared in a dream vision three times to the local bishop, Aubert, uh, at that time of Avranche, France. And have you ever wondered if angels get exasperated? <laughs> I think this, they probably this, do. <laughs> this, this Aubert is just not buying it. Like, sure, you know, uh, an angel's going to appear to me. And Michael's thinking, well, I don't know what he's thinking. But anyway, I've been sent from heaven with the message that a shrine should be built here in my honor. So, all right. So this went on. Finally, on the third time to drive his point home, Michael poked a finger into the skull of this, arch, of this bishop, which remained. Uh, and to this day, that, that skull with the hole in it is, is um, preserved here. Um, it, it just, again, the psychological realism, the exchange between the angelic and human natures and of course, the angelic prevailing according to the will of God. Yeah. Um, what took what rose right from that point forward is a tremendous edifice and shrine to Saint Michael on this craggy island of of land just off the Normandy coast. It's so mystical and enchanting because by day, when the tide is low it's connected to the mainland of Normandy and you can actually walk a causeway to get to it. But then the tide comes roaring in by night and it becomes an island unto itself. Have you been there, Carol? I have, I yes. have. Have you that seen was... that skull? Did you see the skull? I did not. Oh, okay. But you were in that shrine. Yeah. Wow. It was just spine tingling. Mm. And there again, the student of history, Bob, medieval, yeah. it struck me as soon as I was walking across the threshold and you see the portcullis that they could lower. Well, first of all, draw the drawbridge up, right. lower this fortified uh, screen and door. It impressed me right away. This is a medieval fortress. And in right. point of fact, it did figure prominently in the history of France. Okay. Uh, more tell than you probably wanted to know. <laughs> tell, tell me about uh, St. Michael's sword. Uh, this is a reference to an imaginary line that extends from Ireland to Israel. 
connecting along the way seven shrines to St. Michael. And according to pious legend, this represents the sword, ball, sword blow by which uh, St. Michael, it's like the scar of the sword blow that Michael struck to cast Satan into hell. It's a connection of all of his apparitions, did you say? That's right. Seven yes. shrines kind of linked wow. in a straight line. From wow. Ireland to Israel. Yes, sir. That's amazing. Yeah. I just I have you have you have you been to all those shrines or is it a goal? Oh gosh, no. It, would um, you ever want to if you could live long enough to go to all those places? There are several I yeah, I'd like to it, see that yeah. Mon Santangelo. You know, the guy with the arrow, the revolving arrow. Uh -huh, uh -huh, yeah. like and you know, that is so close to San Giovanni Rotunda, where St. Saint Padre Pio was. And he would refer people to go see that cave, go see Michael, and then come back to me. Wow. There's just so much to know. Yeah. Where can we get your book? Can I just ask you, where can we get your book? I'm sorry, Bob. No, you're good. Good. It's available on Amazon Kindle. Mm -hmm. uh, it's online at the Revive Hope and Healing Ministries website. Okay. And it can you can also find it on BookFinder.com. You'll see it available through a number of book merchants. Okay. Great. So, good. I know when I go out to speak. I know when I go out to speak that. I bring your book with me and it's a very popular volume. People are drawn to it. When I tell them this is about the St. Michael devotion, there's two schools of people that I run into people that they're like, Oh, good. I love St. Michael. Okay. So they're already in the club, right? They know they, they want to know more. They certainly have a devotion. And then there's others who said, I never thought about that before. I want to go. I want to know more. So that that's just a beautiful thing. I love that there are people out there that actually have a devotion because you're the first person that I ever knew. And of course, you know more than most people and you're a wonderful resource if anybody yes. wants to know more. Yeah, yeah. I, ra I ran across uh, um, a, a person that was instrumental in helping you publish the book, a lady named Ellen Hercatch. And, and, Absolutely, um, yeah. Um, and she was uh, overwhelmed by you in, in two respects. One is she loves your book but uh, uh, she loves you. And she just so enjoyed uh, uh, your relationship and getting to know you and your, your passions and uh, um, very, very cool, very cool. You know what it is about the book? First of all, the amazing cover design that Patty Sine of Revive designed, and also it has pictures. That's that's a for sure seller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I ask one one last question for me, Anne? And and uh, uh, would be um, in in I'll give you two sentences, Carol. In two sentences, the reason uh, uh, someone who's not familiar with uh, Saint Michael should become familiar with Saint Michael uh would be what i think you just have to look at the time and the troubled world we're in 
to realize in no uncertain terms that there is such an unprecedented resurgence of evil that uh, we need divine help. Yeah. And St. Michael, I believe, is in the forefront of that. Yeah. There was a run-on sentence, but I'll let you get away with it. That was perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you want to uh, close things out? Uh, well, I just want to thank you for coming, Carol. I feel like we're probably going to want to have you back to talk more specifically about some of the, like we didn't get a chance to get into that chaplet, which is absolutely beautiful because it, it really, in, it talks about all of the choirs of angels. And you can also teach us a lot about the angels in general. And uh, so we'll have you back. Okay. I, okay. I like that idea. I like that awesome. idea. Carol, Perfect. thank you so much. You are very welcome. Thank you. God yeah. bless you. Yeah. You too. Bye. Bye. We are grateful that you joined us today for another episode of the Mission Revive podcast. We humbly ask for your prayers as we continue in the mission entrusted to us to evangelize and revive hearts with Jesus. We would also ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast or making a financial contribution to support this growing ministry. You can do this by visiting our website at revivehopeandhealing.com or through our Revive Hope and Healing Ministries patron page. We cannot do this without you. Thank you.